Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! What's up, my nerds? Welcome back to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast, where we talk nerdy and we talk ministry. And uh, today, uh, I don't know if I got a treat for you or not, but I just finished the Book of Boba Fett Season 1, possibly the only season, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do, don't forget to leave a review for me. That'd be fantastic. would love to get some feedback on the show, as well as uh, every review and rating you put on there helps others to find the show. So please do that on Apple Podcasts, uh, on Stitcher, and everywhere that they're taking a review. By all means, leave something. That would be great. And uh, you can subscribe. You can go to our Facebook page and follow us there, and we'll drop some stuff in there as episodes come out. Next month, we've got a uh, extra special surprise. Uh, buddy of mine, we were talking on the Stargate episode. Lance Hardy has put together a whole series for the month of March on music and movies. So you guys can look forward to hearing that as it comes out next month. Uh, looking forward to, to recording it. And really, uh, if you guys listen to the Stargate episode, I thought I knew a lot about Stargate. And I just sat back and Lance took it. So uh, it's going to be a good time to talk about music and the movies. So let's get into the Book of Boba Fett. Now, if you know me, uh, I have not been the keenest on this show. Um, There have been some highlights, but I have been uh, disappointed in a couple different areas, which is saying something because I love Star Wars. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Uh, I've gone over some of my nerd cred there uh, in Star Wars. But I'm watching this, and and uh, I was talking with uh, another friend of the show, Cameron Diamond, and we were talking about possibilities for the show and issues that we've got with it, uh, missed opportunities, if you will. And uh, I asked him, I said, this was last week, I go, how many episodes do we have left? And he said, one. And I was like, one episode? Golly, there's a whole lot that I would love for them to dig deep into. And supposedly they're not doing a season two. I haven't done any research to see if that's the case. But supposedly they're not doing a season two. Uh, and I was like, golly, I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, so before uh, I go any further, if you have not finished the show, there will be some spoilers, uh, plenty of spoilers. So you'll want to finish that before you continue the episode. And I'm just rambling a little bit longer in case you're listening in 2x and you need a few more seconds to find the pause button to wait to watch to come back and listen because we're going to get us some spoilers. So three, two, one, spoiler territory. I did not like the finale. I didn't. I uh, There were several things that I just kind of groaned over. There were some great scenes, some great points uh, setting up the Mandalorian Season 3 will be great. Um, but there were other things that I was just groaning about. Um, uh, I am not a fan of the of the modders, of the... Uh, of the the teenagers that have been following him around, the the Power Rangers with the multicolored Vespas, not a fan. Not a fan of those guys at all. If you are, that's a cool. You, you can be entitled to your own wrong opinion. Uh, they're not engaging. Uh, I don't. I don't. They're not good actors. The the mods aren't even particularly helpful. Uh, I listen. Uh, they're they're a bust. They're a bust. But so like. Any scene that they were in this episode, I just kind of groan. I was like, "Oh, geez. And again, uh, there's a scene where they, they roll up, and um, they're going so slow. I was so glad when uh, when the sniper shot the speeder as it was going. There's no way that a sniper's hitting an actual speeder bike uh, in, in, you know, think, think um, 
Return of the Jedi through the woods. There's no way the sniper's hitting that, but like the sniper had ample opportunity to line up a shot and take a uh, speeder Vespa out. Uh, so I did kind of smile at that. I was like, yes, thank you. Um, but they were a huge bummer for me. You know, I don't know what the point of her going on the roof was with a gun that still wasn't going to shoot through the shields and. That was that was a bummer. That was a groan. Uh, I have more emotional energy invested in uh, in the two Gamorrean guards. Uh, I like I, I wish they would have stuck around. Um, I guess you don't want to really kill off people that no one cares about. So maybe that's why the modders uh, stuck around. But um, but I've already mentioned that I, I did not like the the episode where they were introduced. I didn't like the episode uh, where they had the the speeder bike chase and chase is a very loose word to use to describe this. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get all my dogs out, and then I'll get on what I what I actually enjoyed about the episode. I thought that uh, Boa Fett's uh, acting is was so stale in this episode. I know he's supposed to be cool, calm, and collected, um, but so is Din Djarin. But you could at least read emotion on him in several scenes in season two. Like like helmet off, helmet on. You can still tell. Um, so I thought his acting was just clunky. Um, you know, uh, I, I also kind of groaned when, uh, not when the Rancor came in. I was like, oh yeah, the Rancor. That's right. We saw that for 15 seconds, nine episodes ago. Uh, but I groaned because, A, um, after he rips the first robot in half, I didn't understand why he was toying with the rest of them. Like, do that move to the rest of them when the shields aren't there. But he, like, he wouldn't. Um, but two, they're like, no, don't destroy the town. And then he goes and gets a Rancor and proceeds to destroy significant sections of the town while he's fighting these robots. Uh, so I thought that was that was a little lame. Uh, you know, uh, I knew everyone was going to conveniently be all showing up. Uh, and uh, I, I, here, here's the deal. I don't understand... I, so how I only know a little bit about Cad Bane. I didn't really get into the Clone Wars. I've tried. I will continue to try. I felt so much more connected to Cad Bane in the three scenes that he was playing than the v- majority of the rest of Boba Fett's forces. Okay, uh, Blacker Stan. I you know he, he was he was cool. I enjoyed a little bit of that. But like I'm not connected to him. Not connected to Boba Fett. Not connected to any of the mods. Not really connected to Fennec Shand, maybe a little bit. Like she had some acting chops, but it, I don't know, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, the the only allies that he had, um, well, I guess they're all Boba Fett's allies. The Boba Fett's allies are ones that I was like, okay, Cobb Vanth. I watch Timmy Oliphant all the time. Whatever, that sounds good. He can, you know, he can act any role. I, I'm, I think he was fantastic. Uh, but you know, sad bit there at the beginning for him. Although he had. A, post-credits scene, so maybe they're setting... I, I read somewhere they're like, is he coming back in Mandalorian Season 3? Book of Boba Fett 2? Book of Cobb Vanth 1? Um, don't know. Uh, but that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, I just, golly, I was, I was disappointed. I, I was also disappointed when they would say things like, our skill alone won't be able to defeat them. We need numbers. And then, five minutes later, when they're being pinned down by 30, 40, 50, they just take them all out. They just take them all out, and uh, just just the two of them. And I'm going, okay, like I, the numbers don't really look too overwhelming. And then when your reinforcements show up, they're not even good shots. <laughs> they they just they just park a, a ship in the street that you can hide behind. Um, all right, that's enough. That's enough of dogging on it. I'm sorry. That was five minutes of dogging on it. I, I just I was so disappointed. I know that they can do better. Mandalorian has been fantastic, has been great. I just, I just did not like this season of 
of the Book of Boba Fett. I really wish they would have called it something else. You know, we had several episodes. The best episodes of it didn't even revolve around Book of Boba Fett. You know, call it, uh, you know, uh, call it Star Wars Tatooine stories. I don't care. And then, like, you can introduce all these characters, and it's just like, we're just kind of using this as filler. But to call it the Book of Boba Fett, there was so little character development for him from the beginning till now. You know, so many missed opportunities. The the missed opportunities of being able to to have the the Tuscan Raiders come and fight alongside him. But no, we had to kill them off screen. For, I don't even know why. I don't even know why. Like he would really need any more motivation to fight. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. That was a missed opportunity. Um, you know, the female uh, Tuscan Raider that was training him. Uh, I have read where Tuscan Raiders would take foundlings like the the Mandalorian like uh, the Mandalorians do. That'd be really cool if she was a foundling and she wasn't actually a Tuscan Raider. And there was like this little love connection there. Like, oh, we get it. We're we're both people that were taking it. I don't know. It was such a missed opportunity with the with the Tuscan Raiders, um, you know, and uh, the modders could have been a whole lot better. You know, I don't know why one of them had a blowtorch as his ankle. I don't I don't know what that was about when he was kicking the the speeder in episode three. It was just I don't know. I don't know. Uh, even Black Stan, we we saw very little of him, very little of his story, uh, and any of the emotional uh, growth that should have happened with Boba Fett this season. It was just kind of glanced over. It was just, anyways. But what did I like about this episode? What did I like about the series? I like that the series is is creating some filler between uh, Mandalorian season two and Mandalorian season three. Like I said, uh, call it something besides the Book of Boba Fett because it wasn't even about book. It wasn't even about Boba Fett. It was more exciting to see uh, Din Djarin and Grogu doing their thing. It just, it just was. It just was the episode. Uh, where Mandalorian goes and visits the Jedi Temple, that was a, that was fantastic. That was good. I want to see that. I, that's a that's a piece that I want to see. What's really interesting is you have Boba Fett, who is argu- arguably in the past has been one of the most favorite Star Wars characters, especially non-Force users. Um, and so you're obviously paying fan service to bring him in, and yet you don't capitalize on the nostalgia that comes from that instead you introduce a bunch of new characters uh like the modders that no one cares about uh or we spent a whole lot of time at that one bar with the twi'lek uh that no one cares about um you know you give him a rancor which that's cool but like you got danny trejo for 30 minutes like do something else um so you have that formula obviously doesn't work. I mean, you're you're trying to bank on nostalgia. And then Mandalorian, yeah, you're kind of trying to bank on nostalgia, but you're doing an original story, and what do they do? They splice in nostalgic characters, which you go, man, that was exciting that this person was in that episode. And then you can call back to him as many times as you want, but you can have a coherent story moving across an entire season. Boba Fett, it felt like they didn't know what they were doing. It felt like they didn't know like what episodes they wanted to do. But the episodes with Din Djarin were great fantastic. Um, even the interactions, like I said, with Cad Bane, anytime he was on screen, like I've seen him a little bit in, in the Clone Wars, but but his character was interesting, and I want to see, and I, there was that, there was that um, you know, the standoff between him and Cobb Vanth, like those two characters, was like I would watch a whole season of the two of them fighting back and forth, one chasing the other, you know what I mean? Like they, 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 There was so much that they could have introduced, and instead they kind of shrouded it in this let's look at Boba Fett I don't know I uh, I think they could have done I think they could have done better I think what the problem was is this 
Um, they were changing things for change's sake rather than changing it for a purpose, changing it for a reason. Uh, we're just going to, we need to have some kind of changes. We need to have something that's kind of fresh. So let's do that. Um, whereas in great stories, uh, especially if it's an adaptation from other source material, I mean, this we're taking all kinds of stuff from other source material, older movies. Um, yes, you need to make changes, but make sure those changes make sense. Make sure that it's understandable. Okay, so Boba Fett is a bounty hunter. Boba Fett is a killer. Boba Fett is a hunter. Uh, Boba Fett is a mercenary. Okay, but now he wants to protect this city in Tatooine. Why? Why? Why does he want to do it? I still don't know why. Because he served Hut. Because he served Jabba for a little while. That's that's why he wants to protect this town. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Now. If instead of him going around the galaxy or and, and, and being a bounty hunter, if he was going to go and try and liberate mercenaries and, and encourage them, like, you don't have to live this way anymore. You don't have to work for someone else. You can work for yourself. Let me help you. That makes sense. Okay, we can build on that. Um, you know, if uh, if instead of him trying to protect um, Mosespa, if he was instead going, okay, the, I learned so much about family from these Sand Raiders I want to go ahead and protect the same. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to unite the tribe. Whatever that makes sense, but it's just they're making these changes that just don't make sense. Why would he want to? Why would he want to treat most Espa like it's home? Why would he want to protect the city? It makes sense why he would want to be king, why he would want to sit on the throne, why he would want power. Uh, I could, I could, I could buy that, but that wasn't who he was, and there wasn't any growth there. They were just changing things to change things. And uh, it's not a, it's not a good reason. It's not a good reason. There's great reasons to change things. There's great reasons to make adjustments, but you have to have good reasons. Uh, and this may feel a little shoehorned into into a, a ministry topic, but as I'm saying this, I'm remembering other conversations I've had this week about working in a ministry context and wanting to change things without having a good reason why. Uh, I I am a big proponent that things need to change. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of affinity for traditional church methods, because I didn't really grow up in the church. Uh, but I think even if I did, my personality is such that we can make something better. Let's make it better. Like, don't sacrifice the great for the good. And and so uh, I have this tendency to move forward and want to make all these changes, but I've learned more through error, uh, more through trial and error than, than by success that when we make changes, we have to have reasons behind them. We can't make a change because another church is doing it. That's not a good reason. We can't make a change because we don't like it. That's not a good reason either. Uh, we have to have good, solid reasons why we're making changes. Currently in our youth ministry, we are filling a, a huge gap. Uh, had a, a fantastic youth leader who uh, led worship for us and was uh, brought a lot of, uh, of great energy. Uh, and he's gone off to school, which I'm so proud of him for doing that. Uh, difficult not only to leave the comfort of home, but leave everybody you've known to go on this adventure. Uh, so, so proud of him for that. But So we're trying to figure out what we need to do. And there are obviously these changes that have to be made. And we could make them just out of necessity, but we're really trying to think through the reasons why we do these things, the reasons why we're making these changes. Uh, and we're seeing some fruit from that. Uh, the, the idea that we're, we're trying to change it uh, to be, our Wednesday nights to be less of a service and more of a community. Uh, before, when we had the ability to have 
high class live worship every week. That was great. Let's do that. We have that skill set. Well, we don't have that right now. And so what we're going to do is take a look at what the church was, what the church is. The church is community. Uh, it's not a show. And so what we're trying to do is instead change our Wednesday nights to reflect that and to create authentic community. Uh, I've got a, a new leader who's serving in our nursery, and we were talking about uh, you know changes that she wanted to make. And I said, if you can give me a good reason for that change, I'm in. Uh, and she did. She had some great reasons why uh, we need to have an understanding of why we're making changes. Because especially in ministry, especially in church, traditions hold such a tight grip on our churches that we cannot just start ripping those away uh, without explaining why, without doing it with care, uh, caution, and, and a good speed. Uh, I've seen too many uh, new youth pastors come into a church ready to change the world, and they're not at that church a year later because they did not think through those changes that were being made, think about the pace at which those changes were being made, the frequency, the number, all those things. Instead, they were trying to uh, carve their own peace, which is great to carve your own peace, but doing it quickly and causing damage along the way. Uh, I've got a friend who's getting ready to uh, to uh, to move into a position where he's going to have opportunity to make a lot of change. And uh, one of the things that I want to caution him at is make sure that you're doing that at a good pace, and 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 don't sacrifice relationships for for being able to complete change. Um, because the church is not a service, it's a community. And so there's people there. There's people that we need to consider. Um, and uh, it's, a, mess, it's, a, it's a, a lesson that I'm learning myself every day. Uh, that, that sometimes the things that I want to do, while they may be good, uh, need to wait or need to change or I need to understand my reasons better. Um, but uh, I want to encourage you, don't make changes just to make changes. Make good changes. We need to make good changes, um, but we have to think through what those good changes might be. So, should you watch the Book of Boba Fett? If you like Star Wars, watch it. I'm a, I, if it's Star Wars, I'll watch it. Like I, I'm, I'm going to finish it. If they do a season two, I'll watch a season two. Um, but I would not go into it thinking, man, they're going to make Boba Fett look really awesome. There was a few scenes where you're like, that's pretty cool. But the vast majority, um, it was a letdown. It was a letdown. Uh, but... You know, uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Go on our Facebook page. Tell me where I'm wrong, uh, and uh, or, or leave a review and say, "Man, I can't stand that episode because he was way off base." But, uh, but yeah, I don't think I was. I don't think I was. Uh, I'm gonna share a, a fan theory real quick, and uh, and then I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, I was talking with again my buddy Cameron. We were talking about the show, and uh, he had found a uh, fan theory that the end of this season would set up. The Mandalorians, plural, uh, and that Boba Fett and Din Djarin would work together and it would follow their adventures as the Mandalorians. Um, and uh, I kind of smiled, A, because it doesn't, it doesn't discount, it doesn't count that out at the end of the episode. Uh, but we were going back and forth and talking about how cool it would be. How cool would it be if, uh, if Din Djarin, who's, who's facing a crisis of, of, um, of what code do I follow? Uh, being being removed from his his coven, being removed from his tribe, being removed um, from his his really his family. So you have him being removed. You have uh, Boba Fett also probably questioning what he thought was true about Mandalore. They have a a, a, a really. I thought a great moment, the two of them discussing what honor looks like. Uh, that was a good. I, I enjoyed that part of the episode. 
so you got those two coming together. You also have Grogu, who has chosen to uh, not train in the Jedi arts, but instead to return to be a foundling. Uh, so you have these very unconventional um, uh, Mandalorians that are coming together. Uh, I had, uh, even pitched uh, Cobb Vanth had made a comment like, I wish I kept my armor, uh, which who knows, he might get something. There was uh, that monitor that was looking at him. Um, I thought, how cool would it be if you ha- would have these Mandalorians who are so unconventional, you know, foundlings, clones, aliens, uh, how cool would it be if uh, they began to form a new Mandalorian creed, a Mandalorian sect, uh, going against the Bo-Katan Kreezes, the pure bloods, the ones that were from Mandalore, uh, in a fight for Mandalore. Uh, you know, I thought that would be that'd be neat. We need to see in Season 3 uh, if Bo-Katan was the villain, and uh, Mando is, is, is recruiting his own, uh, excuse me, let me use the actual name, which I hate. Din Djarin is recruiting his own uh, Mandalorians uh, to understand what honor means to fight, uh, and they look like a ragtag bunch. I'm in. I'm in for that. I'll watch. I'll watch 37 episodes of that season. I, I, that, I'm in. I'm in. Well, guys, I appreciate you giving me some time and, uh, and checking out this episode. We've got more coming your way. Don't miss them. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a great review. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Head over to Facebook. Find us on Next Gen Nerd over there. And uh, if you would like, you can give to our Patreon. It helps support the show. Helps us cover the costs that we have that uh, go into putting this on. And uh, the more that we receive, the more we give out. God's made us to be a generous people, and so uh, we want to be generous with this. But uh, appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. Can't wait to see you guys next time. See you.